Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up? And Gabriel Brangers. Good morning. We have some Google products in the house, finally. In office. In office. Yeah. I know we've been talking about this a lot on the on the Chromecast, but we are excited about new Google hardware. And it's uh, some, I don't know, like the Chromecast, I think, especially, is, is really interesting. We were just talking before we started recording here. It just seems like right now there, there's a lot of content that, that we're having luck with that is kind of like consumer-based type stuff that's yes, going on right it, now it definitely feels in the like, tech world. Yeah, top of mind for most people is um, well, the stuff that seems to be hitting at least or, or, or grabbing attention is stuff that is, I don't know, just the more basic stuff, yeah. like uh, general consumer things. So like YouTube yeah. music stuff is right. doing really well yeah, right yeah. now. But I think people are like, those basic services like there's some questionable stuff going on and right you know google well, play music's dying and so it's like people more people than normal are th- trying to figure out okay am i sticking with this or am i moving yeah. on with that and oh there's a new chromecast so i've been thinking about a chromecast yeah. but, right know, and like, i think all that stuff works together because we are heading into ho- uh, shopping season right. uh, amazon pushed prime back it's next week best buy is doing black friday in the middle of october because why not? They, they can, but seriously, and, and because, I wrote, I wrote that this yeah, and I wrote that this morning that it's 2020. Things have changed. A lot of people, not me, I it, I don't understand how people do this. They they will shop all year for 
like holidays, I don't do that. I can't. A lot of people are like, oh, I got my shopping done. My sister's like that. In like August. And they'll buy. She's done. Yeah. They like see something and they're like, oh, I'm going to get that for so-and-so's birthday. It's July. something I might want now. Yeah. How did you buy for me back then? You don't know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get it. Like I I grew up, my mom would always buy little stuff here and there throughout the year for stocking stuffers. And then we'd get our big presents also, whatever. But people that are like, hey, it's Halloween and I'm done. I'm like. But what if that new thing comes out next week or whatever? And that's just the age that we live in. But shopping's changed completely. And online shopping is huge, obviously. But I think this year is going to be completely different. So people are trying to gear up for that. And when you start shopping, that means researching. And when you're researching, when you're researching hardware, you're also researching the software products that work work with it, which is why YouTube TV and YouTube and YouTube Music, right? And we'll talk about workspaces here in a minute and just different stuff like that. They're all, you know, Amazon had their hardware announcement what a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They've got yep. the new Ring drone you yeah. can chase burglars around your house with, which is so it. cool. I love it. Cool I would never have one of those in my house, but that is yeah. so cool. <laughs> But it's just that time of year where people are shifting to that mindset because as much as I'd love to go to the mall, not, well, not our mall, but go to a shopping center. I went to a very nice mall. Yeah, you did. Or go to like one of the outlets or something and spend a day shopping around. Right now is just not a time where with my kids, no way, not going to do it. I mean, my son's still at that age where he may, he doesn't normally, but he might randomly lick something and I just don't want (laughs) to deal with it. You know, so... It's going to be a big online shopping year. Yeah, so, well, yeah. and also just like the consumer products right now that people are researching, they're they're leaning on those a little bit more now maybe because we're all at home. We we aren't, you know, out doing stuff as much. And so these, these products that we have around us, you know, and also people, I think, just have time to research this stuff. That also, also. that's part of it. <laughs> that's, you know, there's, there's uh, I mean, there are still product announcements. I mean, there's been a few that we've, talked about and and we were just talking about a some new chrome boxes and a couple new things but it's not i feel like tech what what do people call it marquez always marquez called it techtober, techtober. Yeah. you know i mean it's still like there's you know google had their announcement as apple doing their thing like on the 12th yeah 12th 13th 13th like 13th yeah, yeah. So, and, and i think I feel that's weird it's one day before one plus yeah yeah and it is it it's also interesting to see because three months ago we were sitting here and we were discussing what our Chromebook release is going to look like. Is mm-hmm. it going to be another year? Are we going to see holds up because you still, you know, you have tariffs and you have uh, slow production and you have now Bitland, I don't think can import right now, which is a big deal for like Lenovo and others like that. And we were, you know, are we going to see new devices mm-hmm. or is it going to be January or whatever? But there's, there are products on the way. I mean, who was it that announced there's stuff coming out before the end of the year? We know that. Yeah. I'm not sure if uh, we can. No, no, no. It was an announcement recently. One that we covered a few. Anyways, they said they'd be out by the end of the year, but. Oh, that's the, the, um, when AMD basically came out and said, Hey, yeah, we've got yeah, Chromebooks. There coming. are. Yeah. The, they said there Q4. was yeah, three or four OEMs that would have them out in Q4. So yeah. they're coming. We're getting new devices and. Yeah. They're figuring out ways around it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, the general consensus for all this. Like it, it took a few months for people to realize this wasn't going away. Right. Um, yeah. And now that they figured that out, everyone's learning how to kind of operate inside this. And, you know, like we were out of town for a couple of days, uh, my family and, uh, you know, there, there was just a, a re realization of the uh, reality of all of this that's going on right now. Um, 
being out of town. Because like you, you stay where you live and there's this, I don't know, kind of normalcy. Bubble. Yeah, you a little know? bit of a bubble. And- um, because, you know, I go from the house to the office. Our office doesn't have a lot of people in it. We have food here that we keep here. So it's like you go to the grocery, you know, and you go to the store when you have to kind of thing. And, and, and that's about it. And you, you know, hang out with friends and family that you know and understand how serious or not serious they take the whole thing. Yeah. And and you just kind of do this day in, day out. And then you kind of forget, like, I just forget mm-hmm. sometimes that we're in the middle of what we're in until you get outside of that bubble. Yeah. So we, we went down to Nashville and spent a few days just, it's fall break and trying to do something with the kids. We had a whole trip planned to Chicago, but between riots and uh, you know, the pandemic and just everything we thought it probably a smart idea to not uh, go up there. And so we instead went to Nashville uh, and did some stuff and it was just weird doing some things that we haven't done. Like we went to the Nashville zoo, which I haven't been to the Nashville zoo in like seven years. And I liked it before and they have, obviously gotten a lot of money, a lot of donor money, apparently. Um, some of their, exi- the whole place was just amazing. I mean, it, I've never it, been to that, but I've heard Nick said that it's just, it's, it's also mainly because the, a, a farm basically on the South end of Nashville was given to them to build the zoo. And so when I went before, I think they'd only been there for three or four years. And so they hadn't spent a ton of money you know, they, it's it felt more like walking through a nature park mm-hmm. that had animal exhibits. And so it was very natural feeling. It was really cool Wild that way. Kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there weren't a whole lot of exhibit, like big buildings and stuff like that. Well, that's all changed. Like this place, oh my gosh, the theming and everything. Like it was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. It, was a, it was a really awesome place. But when you walk in, you had to buy a, a, a timed ticket. So you, you know, like here's my time, my slot for my whatever 50 people were going to let in this hour half hour and then they had the whole zoo set up to go one way and so you oh, basically weaved a one-way path through i like zoo. that and it's smart it's, yeah it's, but it was this stark reminder and, and where it hit me the most is we get like they have a really cool meerkat meerkats are my favorite uh, meerkat exhibit and it's a really big area um, and you can walk all the way, almost all the way around it and see them from all these different angles. Yeah. And they're like 25 of them in there in the big, big area. And, um, and so you, you approach it from the top and you're kind of looking down over it. And then normally under normal circumstances, you could just walk down the stairs alongside it and then walk all the way around to the front of it. So I was like, Oh, come on kids. Let's, let's get down here to the side. You'll, we'll be able to see most of them are down there. And so we start to walk and well, you realize quickly that the one way path takes you to the right of the meerkats and it's like oh well, we'll probably ra- wrap around and we'll be back over here in a minute nope two hours later we make it back to the other side of the wow. meerkat exhibit that was literally almost the end of that was the beginning of the split where you walked all the way around so you know that was a stark reminder and then i mean it wasn't hot um but it wasn't cool yeah uh, the day we went to the yeah, zoo it was the, like it was you right all went 80. yesterday uh, day before yeah, yesterday. Yeah. It was 80 degrees. That day, yeah, and so. so it was like, you know, it was warm enough that you realized you had a mask on all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the few times I've had to wear a mask for hours and hours. Yeah, see, on I end. don't know Not how had that to do would that. be uh, like, and it was just all these things like, and, and just constantly making sure that my kids were close and we just didn't want them touching anything, you know? So they just, instead of, you know, the kids want to go to an exhibit and put their hands on the glass or put their hands on the rail or whatever. And it was like, 
just don't touch anything. I mean, we went through a whole bottle of hand sanitizer because every time we even thought maybe they touched something, it was like, ah, sanitize up, you know, and mm-hmm. stay masked up. And I don't know. That's it was just, it was different than it's been here. Yeah. Like, it's easy to almost kind of forget. Um, same thing with the mall and going shopping and, and doing, you know, the basic things that I just haven't gone shopping much since all this started. Just like, eh, it's not worth it. And so, you know, we wanted to go in. They have a really nice mall. We wanted to go in and, uh, there was a couple stores we wanted to go into and then we went to Opry Mills, which is this really nice shopping center. And, and you're reminded real quick, like, Oh, if we're going to hang out at the mall, we got to hang out in masks right. and we can't touch anything. And, and that's what we've been trying to gets, figure out. It's so different. Yeah, it was, it was what, a stark reminder. Yeah. What we're going to do, cause my kids are a little bit younger and just walking around in a mall for four or five hours. Like we, we occasionally go to target and after 20 minutes in there trying to tell a three year old not to touch the giant, mm-hmm bouncy balls that they have at the end cap is impossible so we've yeah. been trying to figure out alternatives because we had to cancel one of our vacations too because uh, we were going to go to florida to a water park and it's like what do we do where the kids can actually go out and be free yeah but that's camping. the problem because like the longest yeah <laughs> about pretty it, much I mean. get a log cabin somewhere <laughs> yeah. but like i get my when i got my haircut the other day that's the longest i ever wear a mask yeah I, I wear a mask yeah. you have to wear it while you're getting it cut and I have it on for about 45 minutes and that's the longest. And I'm like you, I forget that a lot of people are in that situation. All that, you know, you got teachers yeah, that have yeah. to wear them on. And I'm, Which, I, couldn't, by the way, I couldn't imagine. I went into a Starbucks and I had forgotten my mask. And as soon as I stepped up in the line, I, I was like, Oh my gosh, hold on. I'll be right back. And they, you know, had a box of disposable ones. They're like, nice. here you go. Pulled it up and handed it to me. It's one of the standard, you know, strings around your ears. looks like a kind of a doctor mask. Yeah, that kind, the, of, the kind of thing. Paper type material. Yeah. yeah. I'd not put Blue one of those normally. on since I've become accustomed to wearing a mask um, and become a mask aficionado uh, like we all are now yeah. in the pandemic. Uh, those are so much more breathable than cloth oh, yeah. masks. Oh, my gosh. Like, they don't, they don't I'm probably just going go to the, yeah. I'm gonna go to the store and buy a pack of those, I, and I'm yep. just going to start using that because, man, uh, spending four and a half hours at the zoo with that cloth mask on – I was done. Yeah. I was just done with it. Like it I, almost I feel like feels I can't breathe. like yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like the, and I put that thing on at Starbucks, and I was like, "Whoa, this is way better." Yeah. Why have I not been using this? I don't care what my mask looks like. This is, and I'll use it for a couple times and chuck it. You do know? they and, have the little metal yep. nose piece? Yep. Yes, yeah, so yeah, that, those, that's those better do. too. Yeah. Plus, it yeah, of, for sunglasses because exactly. it, it keeps that it keeps the air down. Like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah my. I'm, I'm going to go get me a box of those. My cloth, my cloth ones are almost like a thin, like t-shirt material. Yeah. And, they're, and it's they're fine. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, it fogs up my sunglasses every time I wear it. Yep. And, and then, uh, yeah, you, you almost feel like a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Claustrophobic. Like, yeah. A little bit. Like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I take it off. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, <sighs> like, I mean, I we to, got like, out of the zoo breath, and I know? took that thing off and I was like, yeah. Oh, this is what breathing feels like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so kudos to anybody who's out there. That is wearing working and has yeah. to wear a mask all day. Uh, and if you do and you're wearing a cloth one, I would highly recommend yeah, going to get some of those disposables. Because yeah. normally they're they're pretty Man. readily available at you know, Walgreens and stuff Yeah, big boxes you can so, buy yeah. now. Um, um, Amazon, any like, just go get you some of those. I, I think your life would be a lot better. Yeah. See, I'm still into the designer mask because I wear it so little. So like my oh, niece, yeah. my niece yeah. made me a Broncos Broncos one. Yeah. It, it's super comfortable. But if I had to wear it all day, probably die. Yeah, uh, yeah being dramatic, the, but you know what I mean. The uh, uh, at the at Opry Mills, <clears throat> the kiosks that are in the middle, um, 
I remember one time we we actually bought a couple sets of king size sheets at those. They yeah. always have like sheets, like yeah. bed sheets. Um, those have all been replaced with mask with the custom masks. Yeah. I mean, there were multiple kiosks that just sold cool yeah. looking masks, and you know, I, it's part of I think accepting the fact that we're in this. Like, I'm just going okay. Well, I can I can customize this, mm-hmm. and I think for again, like you said, when, when you're wearing it for a little bit, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going long term, uh, I would I would highly recommend getting the disposable ones. I mean, they're that's what that they're made for that yeah and it doesn't matter because all masks keep you 100 percent safe all the time so it's fine i can't get anything when i've got it on exactly i'm invincible and that's all we're gonna say about that so let's (laughs) move on i I was one one last thing while while we're off subject here (laughs) this is just part of uh, this is just the world we live in well Uh, then this will play into why we just started experimenting with some stuff yeah yeah sure so uh the i was listening to a I don't even remember. It was on one of my podcasts. I was listening to this this morning and uh, talking about the clinical trials that are going on right now with the vaccines and how that's going to roll out. And uh, it, but the, they were talking about what's it called? Oh, I'm going to forget the name of like the group. There's a there's a group. The U.S. is not a part of it because you know oh, our yeah. president wants to say that we're the ones doing it and we're the only ones that can yeah. make this vaccine. But there's a large group that's come together to be like, hey, how are we going to distribute this? And how is it going to be evenly distributed and fairly distributed and all this stuff? And like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like a whole other thing that I haven't even thought about. Like once these vaccines do become available. Go watch Contagion. Yeah. Right? Why I don't know. they it just keeps... use planes and just Did you watch it? Bray no, it all. I still haven't, dude. <laughs> they deal with this in that movie yep. too. Because like there's money to be had, right? It's, uh, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a big... It's going to be a big thing. They've got to be very careful logistically of how they get it, where they get it, where they store it, mm-hmm. how who knows who has it, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's a little different than it was in that movie because in that movie it was it was one of four people died if you got this. So that that is clearly not uh, yeah. COVID-19. Uh, but there's still going to be parts of it where people want this and if they knew you had it on you or you're a person that was carrying multiple of them from one place to another might not be a yeah. bad thing. Maybe not so much like Crazy. in that movie, it was about, Crazy. I want to get it. So my family's safe. It would be, I'm going to knock, knock you off and take this so I can sure. go sell it. Yeah. yeah. Course, I mean, can't we just be, be in a world where I don't care if it's COVID or whatever it is, if there's a worldwide pandemic, can't we just be in a world where we're like, Hey, <laughs> put yeah. that, put your a hole. No on. Yeah. Pause, we please. made this thing that works and it only costs us three cents per dose to make it. No. We'll sell it for a dollar and be okay with that. No way. Can we do that? No nope. way. No way. Can we be humans? Humans, please. We, we live in a, we live in a capitalist society. It has its advantages, obviously, but, uh, yeah, but sometimes it does not. So many, yeah. Okay. Not technology. Let's talk different about different podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about some technology. Be careful. We're going to veer into politics. You said, yeah, you, exactly. you, said you had a transition. I don't have a transition here. Let's so let's talk about the reason I just began experimenting with the Chromecast with Google TV is because we got it in like the day before before I you left, left yeah um and we obviously did our unboxing video if you haven't checked that out mm-hmm. youtube you can check it out on the website all that good stuff but we unboxed it messed around with the interface and then it's like that was the end of the day we had to get that video out get that stuff out i had to go home pack left the next morning yeah and so um i've just been kind of toying around like my brain has been going in all sorts of directions like oh well, wait a second. I wonder if we could do this with it because I don't. We talked about it a little bit last week. I think the fact that this is Android TV basically, uh, with Google TV as the skin, 
but underneath it's it's android so yeah i mean you can just think of google tv as an app honestly if you want to think about it that it's, way it's like yeah, a launcher launcher screen basically that's yeah but underneath all of it mm. still android tv which means it's android which means there's a USB-C port on this thing and we can extend that and yeah. start doing all sorts of things and i've already created i didn't i decided not to do it this morning i'm probably going to maybe put it out tomorrow um, i don't want to like overwhelm the site with chromecast stuff but there's something interesting about this device at, at $49. It's really interesting how inclined I am to tinker with it. Like it's really strange um, because it's not like there's, there's an Android TV in that closet right over there. And I've had it for a, over a year. Yeah, Don't tinker with it. I don't really care yeah. to tinker with it. There's something about this thing that it's like, Hey, I think it's cause it's small. Um, I think it's cause it's going to be widely uh, available to consumers at a price point that lots of people are going to buy it. It easily fits behind your TV, which yeah. the Shield doesn't. Yeah, and the the remote, like the the Shield remote, had been a little wonky and kind of weird, and it's kind of gamery, and it's a box that has to sit out. And it's a whole different little thing, and I don't know. There's something about it being a Chromecast and Google TV, Android TV thing. But also, like, eh, if we really scratch beneath the surface a little bit, we might be able to unlock some some nascent potential here in this thing. Um, so my experiments this morning, I wanted to, to gear towards gaming. Like, I wanted to figure out, okay, what, what are some things we can and can't get away with with gaming? And what I came away with, as, as you're listening to this, you'll, you'll be able to read the post. It's already up on the website, uh, literally published right before we sat down to record this. But the promise of what gaming is going to be on the Chromecast is going to be great. I think it's going to be really awesome. The reality at this point right now is not that. Um, like the little games like Redball 4 is fine. You can play it with a remote. Uh, Asphalt 8 shows up as one of the games that you can install. I have not installed that one yet. Um, I installed the, what's that goofy game I was playing? Unkilled. Uh, Unkilled. Uh, zombie games. Yeah, it's one of those zombie games. Like third, third or first person shooter, but not really like open world. It's shooter on rails kind of type thing. Like you, you pretty much go to the predetermined place and then shoot the zombies and then go to the next place. <laughs> it kind of and looks like uh, like the game you play at the arcade, like a buck hunter type thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're in yeah. this spot, you're shooting these things. Yeah. Uh, the the predecessor to that, I can't. What was the name of that? Uh, Dag on it. I can't think of. That. I can see the 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 title of it. And I used to play it quite a bit. Um, it it had levels <laughs> you had to get through, but again, and it was you're free to walk around. And in, in Unkilled, you are too. Once you get done, I was doing the the pre crap that you got to do to get through the game. Uh, once you get through that, you're free to walk around, but it's so limited on where you can go. It's not like oh, I'm just going to run around or I'm going to get in a team deathmatch or right. none of that stuff. It's uh, it's condensed. Uh, but all that being said, like the the graphics were okay. You know, you can tell that the the, the system recognized, hey, this is a low-end processor and turn those shadows down and all that kind of stuff. But it played and it was running smooth. Uh, so local games are going to be possible. Uh, there's only eight gigs of storage on the thing and you only have like four or four, five yeah. available to you. <clears throat> so you're not going to do much. You can install one or two of those types of games. Uh, but, you know, for the basic games, it's fine. But the bigger story here is going to be, you know, GeForce Now, Stadia, those types of gaming. Streaming stuff, yeah. Uh, because it, it, they don't care about your hardware. They don't care, you know, how fast or slow anything is. Like, it's it's streaming from a server. So, Google has said uh, in 2021, uh, Stadia will be available. And that's great. Um, you know, I'm glad Google has at least said what they're going to do with it. The fact that they didn't launch with it, 
feels short-sighted to me, uh, but whatever. They've at least acknowledged it and said, hey, we're working on it. Uh, it doesn't keep me from sideloading it. And so we're going to do a whole article about how to sideload um, some different techniques you can use to sideload stuff onto this thing. Because uh, not everybody's going to want to do that, but there's going to be times when people want to. Um, but then GeForce Now is right there in the Play Store. Like you can you can use a little remote and go to it and install it. And that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone because GeForce Now has been on the Shield TV for years Ever. at this point. Yeah. So it's not like it's it's new to the Android TV game, uh, but it works. Uh, loads up just fine. Stadia crashed all over the place. It clearly is the phone app. It's the phone APK that's you're loading onto this thing. Right. It, it, so it works. Like it loads in. I, I launched uh, PGA 2K21, uh, played a couple holes. And it looked fine. Like it didn't. It didn't lag. It, it played. There was one big freeze. I mean, it froze for a good like five or six seconds. Like stuck, and then unfroze. Which in PGA Tour, as long as it didn't do that right in the middle of a swing, no big deal. But I played thirty six like, holes with with my son last night. Uh, you know, on my Chromecast Ultra, and there was there wasn't even a, a spot where there was like artifacting on the screen. I mean, it was literally perfect. So it. It was a far cry from that, but like in the Stadia, like menus, like moving around, it was taking forever to load just the thumbnail. So I didn't even know what game I was trying to select. I'm waiting and then it would crash and then I'd open it back up and wait. So I, I can only get to like the first five or six games. It's like it didn't even have enough wherewithal to get to all my games because I wanted to load in something that um, had very precise movement so I could track whether or not it was lagging because uh, I also figured out that. You know, obviously you need to put your game, your TV on gaming mode, but there's a gaming mode in the settings for the Chromecast yeah. mm-hmm. as well that's not turned on. Uh, so I turned it on, and it, Stadia, once I got a game running, felt really good. So I don't, I don't think Google probably is going to have to work that hard. They, they need to fix the interface for the Android app. And probably whatever it is, it's causing the crashing. There's probably some system resources they're yeah. not allocating properly or something. I don't know. Um, so not too far off. And then GeForce Now... The interface was great. The login process was perfect. Everything worked fine. Got into, launched Fortnite, because I'm like, well, this is a pretty ultimate test here. Jumped into a match, and there's just a little bit of lag. Um, and I, I don't know where it's from, because using it, like you can pair up a controller, I paired up the Xbox controller, you can use that to navigate the entire UI of the Chromecast. You don't even need the Chromecast remote. You can just use an Xbox controller if you want to, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and there's no lag there, so it's not a lag hitting the Chromecast, but somewhere in the in the GeForce Now app, there was some some lag. Not yeah, because we have gig really internet sure. here, so it's not the yeah. internet. So. Uh, not really sure what that was about. And then so, But the cool thing with GeForce Now is I went ahead and Bluetooth paired up my keyboard and mouse because it's the new Chromecast. I can do that. I can go to the Bluetooth settings right. and pair them. Paired them up. It noticed them immediately, worked with them immediately. Everything worked fine. There was just still that noticeable little bit of lag. So... I don't think um, NVIDIA has nearly as much work to do as Google does with Stadia. Like, I feel like they're going to be a couple little tweaks away. Everything's going to be fine. Here's my question, though. Now, I get for people using other controllers and things like that, but why not go ahead and give us the standard Stadia access like you do with the Chromecast Ultra? I don't know. I don't get why you're not doing that. It's 4K Chromecast. Yeah. 
the remote and the servers are doing all the work because I, I just checked because I, I hadn't checked since we got it. The Chromecast doesn't show up in the Stadia app. Yeah. But if I have a Stadia controller why not? and I want to replace my Chrome, my Ultra with this, why not go ahead and make that a thing? There's nothing new to add there. Right. So, just um, add that. Anyone from Google that's listening, go ahead and turn that on. Yeah. Or See, explain why that. I think won't the difference work. is the, the way casting works with Android TV is different than the standard Chromecast protocol because the hardware or the software that's on a Chromecast is like a mix of like yeah. Chrome OS and Android and it's a forked version of all that stuff. This is just Android TV. This is and it's Android TV's version of casting of, of cast reception as far as when you cast to it because it's little known that you know and we've talked about it I think on here before but the the new Chromecast actually has built into it like if I cast a YouTube video up to it it's going to behave just like it normally would on Chromecast, but I'll be able to immediately control it with my remote because actually the YouTube app on the Chromecast is, is going to take over. It. It's going to yeah. take over that and start playing it. Um, and that's good. That's good for users because ultimately if I start a cast on my phone and I go grab that remote after five minutes into the video, forgetting that I started with my phone, you should be able to always control everything with the, with the remote. Um, We'll have to test. Like, yeah. there's so many things. I just want to know how they work. Like, I if what if I, um, so let's. I'm trying to think of a service. So Hulu. Say I, I pick my phone up at home on my Chromecast. I open up a video on Hulu. I hit. I'm watching Seinfeld. I hit cast. I cast to the TV. It starts playing. I control it with my phone. Done. No apps to install or worry about. On this, since it is has Hulu a Hulu app, take over? does it need? But what if I don't have Hulu installed? It'll probably we'll ask. Just have, you we'll, we'll just have yeah, to test. I'm curious. It. I have Peacock. We could try Peacock. Yeah, and so, I'm curious how it will deal with. Yeah, those. Joe and I tinkered a little bit yesterday, and there are some things that we're we're kind of the same way. We're like, well, how does this work? And there's things that we expected to work a certain way, but they didn't. And there, there's a lot of, and we've been getting a lot of messages about, well, what about this or what about that? And somebody messaged about it working on one TV, but the controls like volume controls didn't work on the other TV. And I'm sure a lot of that's going to happen. The volume control wasn't working on the TV for us yesterday, but it was working for you today, wasn't it? Uh, it was, no, it was working on my head. My, uh, oh, AirPods. it was your AirPods so, that, yeah. Did also that, that uh, happened. I, yeah, I, I, so. I Bluetooth connected my AirPods to, to the dongle mm -hmm. itself. Uh, and so then the volume on the side of the remote would control the, you would see a Bluetooth yeah. volume slider at the bottom of the TV. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's, at the end of the day, instead of it just being this smart TV streaming Chromecast thing, it it's a device. You know, it's 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 think of it as a. It's more like working with a phone. That's yeah, not connected to your like it's it's, like it's little, more akin to that. It's a little box. Yeah. Little, little, little. Um, and so there's there are some questions uh, that are there. Like when you go through the Chromecast setup, when, did, when you did the setup, did you go through the initial setup with that? Did you reset it? No, before? it was it, we just left it logged into Chrome. Somewhere, I'm hoping in the settings, you can go back through and add that. Remember when we first plugged it in to do that video, it asked, do you want to set up your TV, your soundbar? There's a setting in there where it's probably going to ping the IR to right. your device. And, and some TVs are going to work and some, some aren't. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like going and buying a universal remote it's a it's a roll of the dice whether that's going to work with your TV or not and and some of that's going to be on your television there's going to be a setting buried into their terrible setting menus and there's going to be some give and take when it comes to hey I want to control everything I've got with this little remote yeah. it might work but there's a lot of times it's probably not going to work yeah exactly um, I think that like 
right now, I think <laughs> if you're interested in this thing, <laughs> like there are some questions. But if you're like debating whether you should buy it or not, you should just oh, go buy 100%. it. One hundred percent. Yeah, like, like, I don't want people to hear uh, this and be like, "Oh, well, there's all these questions." No, well, like, no, no, no. We're no. trying to tinker right. and like this really is... like see what we can get out of it. At its core, this thing is freaking awesome. Yeah, because like, and I wrote this in the article today. It's like what, what Google intended to put out is a Chromecast that has a remote. And can access all your streaming media and do it in and a it very cohesive way. So nailed well. it. <laughs> so well. Completely nailed it from that perspective. We're going, oh, 50 what if bucks, we can huh? do this? What, if we what do else this? can we eke out of this exactly, thing? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the fun of all this stuff. Can't like, install Chrome OS on it. It doesn't have enough storage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's not going to run a bunch of apps. That's just not, that's not, not what the they intention. built this thing for. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, though, uh, down the road, if this thing picks up like we kind of imagine it's going to because again it's it's that price point that they've they've done this at um whether they would do a chromecast pro or something like that uh one that has a or snapdragon like a, processor or like in it a stadia edition that yeah. it's like a you know not that it matters but like right just something right or, or a gaming edition or something or will this be a the thing where google makes this thing and other other people will go oh cool so can we now go and make an android tv dongle yes with cool stuff in it and use the google tv interface so everybody's comfortable with it but hey by the way we also put you know 128 gigs of storage exactly, yeah. and a snapdragon processor in it and you know it's it's this one's made for gaming you yeah, know sure. or whatever I, I don't know who Maybe, knows yeah. um i i don't i just don't know if the the market is big enough right now from an android games perspective to even bother with sure. it mm-hmm. um because Ultimately, even if you had a dongle that had all kinds of processing power, all kinds of RAM, all kinds of storage, the number of games on Android that run well and use controllers right. and mouse and keyboard and that kind of stuff are very limited still. Right. All it needs to do, honestly, is be able to handle those streaming, streaming services need to kill it. All it needs. Like, they, they need to do well, and they just don't yet. I just say, but I say yet, you know, yeah, it's, exactly. it's not like, oh, it's a, it's a bomb from that. No, it, they're going to work this stuff out. NVIDIA, I guarantee you, will have theirs cleaned oh, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, gonna and and this afternoon, well. I'm going to get the Shield TV out and test it because I want to know on the same television, just hooked up, if, if everything works on this thing and it doesn't work on the Chromecast, it just means there's something little, in the mix of everything. Right. I don't know where it is. Yeah. Something needs to be tweaked to make you know latency work better or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Um, and I, I'm assuming that's what the case is. There's there's probably something with. You know, because there's there's other stuff we need to test too. You know, we need to make sure probably hook a dongle into it and you know run run the stuff into it. You know, hardwired so that we know. Okay, it's not. It could be the Bluetooth on it. Like the sure. Bluetooth has a little bit of lag, and that's just what it is. You know, so who knows? Um, there's lots of questions, but none of those questions involve should you buy this? One hundred percent, you yeah. should buy yes. it. Yes, uh, you know, it's it, the the review on this thing is going to be so simple. Yeah, yeah. unless yeah. your your main buy goal it. is Stadia and you want a Stadia controller, then you should just buy the Premier Edition, which is ninety nine bucks. Yeah, but other than um, that, for people wanting a streaming device all encompassing. This is it. Yeah. Don't buy an Apple TV. Don't buy a Chromecast no. third gen. Buy this. Nope. Yeah. And, and like the, the hang up I've got with it right now that kills me is I've got a neighbor across the street who is not tech savvy at all. Like just doesn't fancy himself that way. It just isn't interested. But he came over and played PGA 2K21 on the Stadia uh, setup that I've got in the, in the living room. And it's sold. Like he's ready to go buy it right now. He wants to go buy a Stadia but controller. Stadia. 
isn't going to work like, with ah. the new crow. Like, I was like, as you, of right you now. should wait. You should wait. And so he asked me just a couple days ago, so is it, a, is it out? Can I go buy it? And I'm like, I'm heading to Nashville. I haven't tested it yet. I'll test it when I get back. So I tested it this morning. And so now I've got to go talk to him tonight and be like, hey, I honestly don't know what to tell you to do. Uh, because if ultimately he doesn't want it, he's not dying to have it as a... Um, a TV streaming service. And I think they've got a third gen Chromecast already. So they're used to that casting right. setup. I'm like, eh. if you're a person that is wanting stadia, like Gabe just said, I, I think you need to just go buy that for now. Um, cause they said 2021. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, said first half. It could yeah, be six, it could be six, eight, eight months, six months before we see it properly arrive. And so I yeah. think down the road, maybe yeah. it's going to be the better. It'll be the better solution. I just, Right now, it's not. It's just a hard thing, you know. It's only going to be fifty bucks more to go buy one of those later if you want one, or yeah, exactly. you yeah. know, or if you want to go buy it now. I mean, uh, but fifty bucks is fifty bucks, and you want to be able to just go. Ah, I just want to buy the new one that has all the fun stuff on it, and also Stadia. Uh, but that's that's just not in the dice right yeah. now. But yeah, eventually, it's, it's going to be a better gaming dongle because I'll be able to have Stadia, then flip right over to GeForce Now mm-hmm. and. Oh, XCloud. I forgot somebody said they sideloaded XCloud on it, too. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so... We'll have um, to try that one. So, yeah, I mean, it once those services... Because if this was like a, a random developer box or something, I would have zero hope that they'll ever get supported properly. But the fact that this is going to be a wildly popular piece of hardware... Everyone's going to want their stuff to G4 work really NVIDIA well NVIDIA is going to be working hard on it. Microsoft, unless they're just being absolute jerks about it are going to be pushing really hard to make sure that it works well on theirs too. Like this is going to be a fantastic gaming streaming gaming thing. Eventually it's just, just not quite there yet. Yeah. Right. So It'll don't buy it. Don't buy it for that right now, <clears throat> yeah. but it, eventually it's going to be cool to be able to say, yeah, you like, you like streaming gaming services or you want to try those out? Yeah. Buy this yeah. thing because it's got all kinds of awesome stuff about yeah. it as well. Yeah, so. I saw an article just this morning about the xCloud stuff. So, yeah, I, I forgot that's all about be, that. Yeah, that's going to be an gonna interesting be more. one, too. Yeah. There are going to be more streaming services like GeForce Now, not like Stadia and not like xCloud, I don't think. Um, yeah, you I got see, Amazon, whatever. Yeah, Amazon's going to do their Luna. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, if it ends up being Android <clears> app driven, that could sure. show up. Like, I just, there, there are going to be more and more of these. Um, and because it runs Android TV, it's going to yeah. probably be positioned well to just keep taking advantage of every one of them that show up. So it's not now, but eventually, man, yeah. this thing's going to be a nice hub for streaming gaming. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's already a good hub for your streaming stuff, but gaming yeah. eventually is going to get looped in there. So, yeah. yeah, it's very cool. We're very excited about the Chromecast, obviously. So yeah. we're going to take a quick break for an ad and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. We are going to dig into just one more thing today. It might be a little bit of a shorter episode. We have an event. We have an event to join a call, a round table. table. I don't know. But it's about 2020 stuff. It's about what we're getting ready to talk about. 
Oh, is it? Side note, we also have Jimmy John's on the way. So Also, Always. Freaky Fast Fridays. <laughs> Always. Freaky, Freaky Fast, Fast Friday. Friday.com. Yes. Is it Friday.com? It's Friday. Friday. Yes. We, yeah, it should be. We found yeah. One at a time. Yep. We found something. Like we found something we're going to do. We have plans. Joe and I have been plotting while, jo- while Robbie was on the didn't do, <laughs> We didn't do any work. We just only just thought, about thought about Freaky Fast Friday. Friday. That's not true. We put in a lot of work. We while. did. <laughs> Robbie we, we also some, worked we, he on did. vacation. It was great. I worked. Not it's much. A, it's a group He worked group just effort. enough, as a matter of yes, fact. But did. no. We, uh, I worked we, a magical amount. We knocked out a couple videos, some stuff for our patrons, exclusive stuff for our patrons. Speaking of, yeah, we had the video we did yesterday was a audio comparison, a side by side face off. Yeah, uh, with the <laughs> exactly <laughs> with the uh, original OG Google Home yep. and the new Nest Audio, and I was very surprised at how good the OG Home yeah sounds. Yeah, it, See, it did not, not turn out exactly. I have, I have one in my kitchen at home that See, we use I, constantly. Use regularly. I, okay, I yeah. haven't. I haven't listened to that thing since we had yeah, the one that was in been, the office. That that's got been stolen. in my closet for a year, and I was I was surprised. I, I guess I had kind of in my mind downplayed it. <laughs> it's better than I thought. It is. Uh, was not great. No, it it's it's it is. Robbie just died. Yeah. <laughs> Right, something, something went down the wrong hole there. Yep. Go get you some water before you mad about this Google Home. Aren't you? The the you OG need some of my coffee, bro. The OG, the OG is like was louder than I remembered. Which the that, new Nest Audio yeah. is supposed to be fifty percent, seventy five, seventy five. Which I think if you cranked it up, it would. Oh be, yeah, yeah. If on a decibel level, it would be louder. But the the OG home just comes off a little bit louder because it's like it's, it's just tinnier. Like, it's just like I can't describe it. It's just uh, uh, it's just got a bit more thunk to it, but not clarity. Like it's yeah, it's just it's, it's muddy. It's just sure. louder, yeah, like it's just in mushy. a yeah, in a kind like, of bad way. You know, like if but, you can imagine a, a mixer, you imagine like the mids pushed all the way up and pushed the up a little higher than yeah, the lows than they need to be. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's. Um, in our kitchen, we I kind of have it. It's uh, uh, at the end of the bar, underneath uh, some cabinets. You know, I usually have to pull it out yeah. from there because <laughs> yeah, it, it, acoustically you're always going to add a little bit of bass <clears throat> and mid rangey kind of stuff when you put it a speaker in that situation, and that one just does po- so yeah. poorly yeah, there. So yeah. I usually pull it out, and then like if I have a candle that has a top on it, I'll like set it on top of that. Like if you can get it. Up off stuff, it seems to do better <laughs> since it looks like an air freshener. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> set it on top of a candle. It's, well, it's natural all habitat. The, all the speaker guts and all the stuff is down in the bottom. Yes. So, like getting yeah. it elevated lets that sound carry a little bit. Yeah. And it just never has the the crisp high, high stuff you want, and the the bass feels really sloppy. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not like I'm like choked I, up. Yeah. He's got. Some, I swallowed some spit. Okay. No, I didn't swallow it. I inhaled it. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to. <laughs> Yeah. It happened to me the other night when I was going it's to bed, worst. and there's it was no, like thirty. No yeah, it. it was like thirty minutes of like, <clears throat> and my wife's like, "Do you need a cough drop?" I'm like, or, "No, I just I have like this. It won't come out, so I just have to go sit on the couch." Or if you accidentally <laughs> inhale a Jimmy Pepper, like I did yes, that one day, and then you die. I yeah, thought that's I was pretty terrible. I thought I was. In I came face to face on my trip with a, a food, one of the two foods that have almost killed me in my life, um, the Rafferty's. Buffalo chicken fingers, oh which they're so good. Favorite. Oh, so good. If you're in an so area that good. has a Rafferty's, 
go get their chicken fingers. Yeah, and if you're in Nashville, definitely go to Rafferty's. <laughs> yeah. They are. They seem to be better there for some reason. <laughs> they're based at a Bowling, Bowling Green, right? so they're so, right across the yeah, border. Yeah. Close, close hold there. Uh, but the the story of those, I, when I was younger, I ate those for dinner, and then I went and had Starbucks coffee, and that combination uh, created some acid reflux. I was laying on my couch watching television and went to just, you know, normal burp, little, you know, <clears throat> and a little bit of acid came up. What well, had the combination of coffee and hot sauce. And when it hit my throat with the stomach acid altogether, my throat just closed up and I was home alone and I'm sitting there doing what I'm doing now, trying to clear my throat, but I also barely could breathe. Like Jesus, it was super scary. Um, finally it, it calmed down enough. Like I was, I I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I would have had a cell phone at this time. Like an <clears throat> old flip phone thing kind of thing. This is before I was married. <clears throat> that was pretty scary. And then, uh, a McDonald's, uh, sausage, egg and cheese biscuit. I was helping somebody move standing on his front porch, eating my, just eating a biscuit and happened to do what I just did just then where I inhaled some spit by accident Instead, it was a small piece oh, yeah. of a fluffy biscuit, and Ooh. it went in my windpipe, and there was nobody out there. And I'm out there going, <laughs> you know, and finally, like, coughed it up. But I'm like, two times in my life, really uh, normal food has come pretty close to That just to reminded me out. of this video I saw the other day of this guy. He's, like, a at a tech store in the back stock room or whatever, and he forgot how to walk. And then his his buddy walks up and asks him what's wrong, and... He's like, do you ever just forget how to do something that's super simple when you think about it? And the guy's like, no, that's stupid. And then he starts thinking about it, and then he forgets to walk. <laughs> how to walk. I don't know. Robert just they, forgot how to eat. Were they, were they high on breathe. something? No, it's like some college humor stuff or something. That's it was funny. pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, so have you eaten Rafferty's? Tender? No, I don't think really? I've eaten there. Not since then, no. Really? Not because I'm afraid of it. I just... Because yeah. seriously, I I, honestly, I've probably eaten Rafferty's five times since yeah. then, and I always would get the uh, Memphis, big, big, big Memphis, Memphis, yeah, which they don't have. Which again. is dumb. It's the best barbecue sandwich at a restaurant. That you oh my can gosh, get, but, it was so good. That's what I was wanting. I was, I, yeah. thought, I was like, I think they brought it back. So that's what I'm going to eat. But yeah, if you are near menu, one like, or can no. find one, their chicken tenders, which are phenomenal, just plain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get them with their house-made buffalo sauce and their house-made blue cheese, and it is it's it's legit. next level. It yeah. is next level. So, it was, yeah. it was you can excellent. get it as an appetizer, and it's a meal. It's great. And I went ahead and went fully off the rails and got a brookie too. So it's a brownie cookie mix. With yeah. Now I tell you what, vanilla ice amazing. cream. Amazing. It, that it's the one at Buffalo is really yeah. good. Too. The best thing to eat there. Yes, that, it is. Yeah. It's not as good as Rafferty's. So. The best thing to eat, and you can't get Clearly it. Clearly, we're hungry. Yeah, unless <laughs> you know. New. Yeah, unless you know someone there, you can't get this. But Rafferty's cuts their own fries, so they have these honking massive Idaho potatoes. They're like the size of a Nerf football, and they chop them in house and they make their own fries. They're they're incredible. They're home fries. I mean, they're really good. Well, they also make homemade fried mushrooms that they use their own mushroom batter. Well, when I was a manager at the Rafferty's in E-Town, we started battering everything. <laughs> so if you know someone that works at Rafferty's and you have an in, ask them for batter-dipped 
fries. Oh my gosh. Oh my. It is the most amazing thing in the world. Mike, you'll have a, a heart stroke, attack. A heart attack, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we are. We're hungry. We're hungry. But, yeah. We normally eat. Let's at, move on. We eat, it, we eat at noon. Yeah, yeah it's pretty <laughs> if much. not earlier every day. Uh, yeah. We're, we're so. past schedule. So, Nest Audio. <laughs> It's dope. It's yeah. great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the the side by side was was telling um, when you all kind of did that uh, because the the Google Home wasn't bad. It's a little goofy looking now. Like yeah. when it came out, I didn't think it was, but looking at it now, it dated. I think the chassis could have made a big difference. But Joe mentioned <clears throat> that all the all the audio stuffs in the bass, and I mentioned right. in the video the bass is really heavy, and those speakers kind of point uh, it just looks like the fabric and everything it's just kind of right against the table it's like having a laptop with speakers on the bottom of it or angled down i think if the design of the google home were different it probably would have a better audio quality uh but again it wasn't bad it's just not great compared to the nest if you look back at the way that they marketed the google home it was never it was like you know good audio anyway google assistant it's like all about the assistant yeah yeah. and this the nest audio is clearly being almost that's interesting it's almost tuned for spoken word i wonder if it was eq'd for yeah vocal stuff like for spoken like when the assistant talks on it it's very clear it's it's very clear yeah um yeah so that's probably part of it it, so then you listen to music and it's a little muddy yeah uh because spoken usually if you want to do audio eqing you're going to push those mids Mm -hmm. versus uh uh, diminish them so uh yeah that being said i i finally got to listen to the nest audio for the first time because we didn't we didn't want to unbox it and stuff till we did so on video so we didn't have it open or anything before i left uh, so I was listening to those videos you guys were making and really trying to like let me see what it sounds like. Yeah, not that I expect it to sound as good as the Google Home Max. It's just not that size of a speaker. But my hopes were pretty high, and I got to listen to it the first time today. And man, that thing's legit. So like earlier, just, yeah, earlier when you had that music playing, what volume was that? Like forty or fifty? Maybe? Yeah, about forty percent. Yeah. So I mean, good, cranked, good, just cranked up. It it keeps holding, holding its own. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying it, it's square between the OG Home and the Max. I think it leans toward, more towards the Max. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. have the bass response at the Max. No, but the, the, the audio quality is really high. Yeah. And then there's good. There's a good amount of bass response. There's a couple of tracks I want to listen to that I always do with speakers to kind of see. Like I don't think it's going to have the bass that that little Belkin. Yeah, has. but. But that the Belkin, Belkin is Belkin's so, too much sometimes. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and it's unbalanced. Yeah. Like the Belkin will have like this wildly huge, like super low end bass response. Like it'll pull out notes that I didn't realize were even there sometimes. And I'm like, wow, that's shocking. But it doesn't balance it with the rest of the sound. No. It doesn't have this. It feels, I don't even know how to describe it, but I, there's probably headphones most of you all listening have listened to before where you're like, tons of bass, like a skull candy. That yeah. Skull Candy headphones are a perfect example of this. Like, we're gonna love crank, my Skull Candy. We're going to crank the bass up and, and shake your head. The rest of it, we're, we don't know what to do with it. And it's so overwhelming in the bass that it's going to eat up a lot of the other pieces of the music. So if you're going to be able to hear uh, transparent audio where you like to hear through, like I like that. I like listening to tracks where I can hear through and pick up on all these little things that yeah. we're doing in the studio. Like I love that. And when I can't do that... I. It, it makes it, it, it takes away from the listening experience. And like, that's one thing I think I love so much about the Google home max is that you get this window rattling bass, but you can still hear right through the track yeah. at right. the same time. It's, it's kind of mesmerizing. And I think 
like the Nest Audio is going to be one of those speakers. I think that it will do better in certain positions. It does have the, you know, it, it has the smarts where it can auto adapt itself, um, you know, to the room. But I think getting into a corner near a wall, that kind of stuff, it's probably just like any other speaker. It's always going to help gonna, it. It's going to amplify it a little bit. Yeah. And give it a little bit more low end, but you know, it's, it's not that it's lacking low end. It's not that no. it's just, you're not going to um, have this and, and think, you know, well, ah, there's no need for a subwoofer. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to like, I don't know, cause you can pair them left and right. And apparently I, I would assume, I think you could pair them via Bluetooth you can hook them up left and right as a pair, and then pair them via Bluetooth to the new Chromecast and get left and right. Yeah, from what could I could you create? A, yes, you could create a. Hold <laughs> on, another can experiment. You, can you do? Can you do? Well, a we will pair? be getting a second one, so we'll be able to test some of that stuff out. Yeah. So. yeah. Can you do a left and right pair that are then paired to that are then in a group, but they maintain their left and right? I think so. Yeah, I think once you pair them, we up could do like a that, left and can, right, and then and then hook hook them up to a group. That left and right pair to a group with Max and have that basically as your sub. This is getting insane. That would be fun. That would be be dope. There's something about all this new stuff that Google's making because it's... It's flexible Yeah, it's all using the same stuff. Like, it's like, ooh, well, what about... Do you think we can do this? Or what about this? Right, and and we've talked about this for a long time. I mean, Google gets enough stuff in their hardware lineup or not just Google, but third-party Google Assistant Mm -hmm. speakers, and now you've got a Google Home Max as your subwoofer on your TV or your main front channel, whichever you want to use it for. And then you have... A couple minis. Nest minis, or you have two Nest... I mean, just a Max and two Nest audios would be legit. I think... think, I mean, I don't know that they would do this around Max, but Max is your center channel and subwoofer, and then minis on all four corners would be a perfect five. What about that little bar that they put out that was for meat? Remember that? Oh, yeah. That that, yeah, out. I think I had mentioned out, that they, they need to like sell that stuff. separately. That yeah. thing is... It looks dumb. Lenovo... Or, who was it? I'm going to tell you. I think it's a Lenovo. No, I think it was a Lenovo The kit's brand. from Lenovo. It's not branded oh, Lenovo, uh, but... Okay. It was just uh, meat branded basically. yeah it's google's hardware meat yeah and meat hardware but all this to say like that there needs to be a combo like the the nest audio would be weird uh sitting up on your like they're big they'd be that'd be really mm-hmm. big for left and right channels uh it's and google home max is big too like it'd be yeah. weird sitting under your tv so really what they need to do is partner with someone like literally just partner with someone just partner with they probably won't with sonos they no. keep fighting with sonos no but, way Partner with somebody. Um, LG make, makes good speakers. Yeah, and and, and make a, a soundbar that can leverage uh, Google Home as the app for setup. Uh, it can leverage other cast-enabled, assistant-enabled speakers, any ones that you want, kind of Sonos-wise, like that, that way. And because ultimately, if I have a soundbar that can do my left, right, center, front speaker setup, um, you know, you could use... Nest Audios for your rear surrounds. You could use. I, I think the Nest Mini would make yeah, perfect, absolutely. perfect rear surrounds. Yes, they have enough roundness to their sound. They're not overly bassy. Drop a couple of those on the wall somewhere or whatever behind you, um, and, and you because, just, you're out for a subwoofer then. Right, and and maybe the the sound maybe, bar could just have a subwoofer yeah. component. You know, or, or yeah, I mean, Max I could mean, do it. Max could do it, but yeah, you're but just that's getting expensive. Yeah, you're getting expensive there. 
all the pairing stuff is already there. Yeah, it's just, just a matter of adding in surround sound because because surround sound is it's I don't know exactly how it works. How does surround sound actually work? It's uh, is it like a, is it a it's like a protocol. So the everything has to be working together. So that's why you see certain services support Dolby, yeah, five point one or yeah, yeah, or but there's also uh, uh, like there's multiple Dolby's, but most of them are reverse compatible. I think. Um, so if if it works with Atmos, it can do 7.1, but it can also do 5.1 too. It just depends. Like it it can pick up on the hardware that also sends that reverse signal to say, sure. hey, yeah, this yeah. is you know this is what I do. So send me that signal, or it sends all of it, and the hardware parses what it can out of it. Um, right. Which yeah. it's it's probably way more technical than I understand, um, but the hardware has come along far enough that it kind of figures it out for you. Yeah. And I don't think that much about it. Surely Google could figure it out um, with a partner. And I'm sure if you got really down into the weeds on it, there are a bunch of streaming services that either offer good surround and don't like, I know at one point, uh, Disney plus mm-hmm. didn't have proper 5.1 because mm-hmm. my yeah. 5.1 wasn't picking it up. Like I'd watch a star Wars flick and you can tell, you can oh, tell yeah, when it's absolutely. there when it's not, when, you know? when something flies by you and you hear yeah. it go past you, it's like, really easy to tell. Um, and, it, it wasn't. I think they fixed it, and so it's so that's on the software to be able to tell the television that this is the signal coming. The television to tell the sound bar or whatever. Yeah. Like, it, there's a lot of levels of of the different things that you know do and don't yeah. work with surround and all that stuff. So it, it's not that simple, um, but you know they they just have to decide they're going to pick up and work with certain. I don't know what you call them uh, protocols. Yeah. I don't know whatever. No, we just we need to get one of these. I'm looking at this. So the smart audio bar, it's not really branded. It's Google's product. It's part of that meat hardware kit, but it has the TPUs built into or is it the TPUs? Is that what it's called? The those the onboard AI that Google announced last year or whatever. Oh yeah. It's in that smart bar, that audio bar. So the assistant, all that stuff's all built in there. It has a local assistant, it does all the hmm. the real time AI stuff. But, I mean, it has a three-inch woofer and two passive radiators and a tweeter. So, I would think this would make for a really dope center channel device. Yeah. What's the uh, input to it? Is it just a 3.5? No, no. It has a USB-C, RCA, Ethernet. I don't see anything about a 3.5. They're huh. doing away with all that. So. Yeah. <laughs> USB-C can carry it all, yeah. I guess. So. Yeah. We just need but to, to get a TV, like, what do you, how would yeah. you get it? How would you Have write to it to the, the RCA, television? Yeah. Like which RCA, is, that's dated. Is, yeah. I don't know. Anywho, we've think, gotten off. <laughs> yeah. I think so I think Google far. should get into home audio. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. think it would be amazing, yeah. You you uh, and I mean, you have all the pieces there. It's just a matter of making them all work together. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. could I mean, the their nest- stuff sounds great already, but they could partner with like What's the what's the one we have in there with Belkin? the charger on it? Belkin. They mm-hmm. could partner with Deviole or whatever, one of those right. premium hi-fi companies. Right. It's just to yeah. put the branding on there so people know right. it. But, yeah. I mean, Sonos or Bose or whoever. Bose would yeah. be pretty legit, honestly. Nest, Robbie was talking about Nest a Bose speaker surround. this morning, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, got to go to the Bose store. <laughs> got to try on their glasses with the speakers yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not would, great. Wouldn't recommend. Yeah cool like you take them off and you barely hear anything coming out of crazy them. You put them on it's like whoa yeah. wow but like there's just bone no, inductors <laughs> no they're like little speakers but they're they're very pointed, pointed. so that, like when you sit it on your ears i mean it's just firing right into your ear canal like it's just huh. directional audio and it sounds it sounds good 
It doesn't sound great. It doesn't right. sound like Bose to me. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a lot of bass response and it's yeah. a little tinny sounding. But so I'm like, I guess if you're jonesing to have glass audio like, like that. that, but I'm like, I just put my Air, AirPods Pro in pass through yeah. mode and good and, to go. I'll wear my yeah. Ray Bans. Thanks. Exactly. That's the glasses I showed my wife, and she's like, um, they kind of look like 3D glasses at the theater. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> and they have like 10 styles yeah. of them now. So I mean, oh, I, really? Yeah, there's a, a whole selection of them. I did not it's know that. weird. But eh, it's not weird. really sold on that. Yeah. Um, but I like that they're trying to do different stuff with audio. Yeah. But yeah, yeah they had course, a, yeah. a new PA speaker that uh, is rechargeable. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. 10, 11 hours? 11 hours yeah. of playback. It has all the same Gosh. as the, the SL1. Where so. was that whenever I was DJing? Exactly. Oh DJing, gosh. gigging. Like, yeah. oh I could take gosh, that and plug dude. two mics and my guitar into and it. And be ready to roll. And just, and it, battery powered. So How I mean, many inputs do they have? Three, technically. There's a line in and then two, like, right. two the, inputs. Yeah. Uh, two XLR, so. like. It's a TRS, so it's yeah. the XLR that has a quarter, or a quarter inch in, in the, the middle, middle of it. Yep. Those are so dope. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. You know, Matt's uh, tower yeah. Bose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, the exact same thing of that, but the whole thing is smaller than the subwoofer module, and it has a pole thing, so you can stick it on a pole. I but re- it's got cutouts to where you can set it as a wedge if you mm-hmm. wanted to. <laughs> Loud as all get out and battery powered. Yeah, I'm like dude, it's and, and I, he had it across the store from me and was playing it pretty loud. He said it was at only fifty percent. Um, but I was walking left and right the yeah. whole width of the store. That's what those those tower. For, what audio. was the name of those? What's the name They're of that? S L one and S L. Oh. No, like that that te- like the, when those first came out, the little tower yeah. ones. They were called something. Yeah, they had because uh, we we back in the day, I used to DJ weddings and dances and stuff, and we would always show up with those, and people would always be like, "Where's your speakers? Why aren't you bringing it?" And then we we would turn everything on, and yep. we had the ones where yeah, they're just L one. Uh, Bose okay. L1. Yeah. Anywho, I don't. I thought they were called something, but whatever. It doesn't matter. We had the ones with the speakers in the top and the bottom. Like yeah, the Matt's, old school, the first ones. Yeah, Matt's. The bottom is just a filler to get yeah. the speaker up. Yeah, the so ones we, we had that, and we had two of them. And oh man, it was so dope. But yeah, they sound amazing, yeah. and we, they they're they're also very um, good at keeping feedback down. You can stand right in front of it, and with a mic and all that stuff, they know how to oh, keep yeah. the feedback out. Yeah. He said this PA wasn't on that level he said there's a little bit of that in there but that's not what it's meant for uh, but so you wouldn't want to stand right in front of it obviously sure, yeah. uh, but it was only 500 bucks crazy you know for for something that i mean would completely change the way that you would gig crazy if, if you were into that kind of stuff but anyway <laughs> when when gigs are happening again yeah, yeah. in the future i was like eh, i'm not really in that space anymore so i i don't need a reason to buy this but i know someone <laughs> who might be really interested yeah. in it for festivals yeah so yeah definitely definitely uh okay it's nest been, audio it's been a weird podcast we, we uh we love we, we're all i said this in our little patreon video but we're all musicians and I, my background I'm, i mean we all have worked in audio stuff here and there yeah. but we nerd out about this stuff because it's getting so good and yeah. we all like good audio and i hope that as you're listening to this you can recognize that our podcast sounds really good we we pride ourselves in our we care about high that. quality audio uh, but yeah, High my quality, I mean, low price. My first like <laughs> my first like real job was was DJing with my uncle and and learning about you know EQing and learning about all the different amps and what all they do and so and back then I mean gosh we had these big huge massive subs that sat in front of the DJ booth we were we 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 had CD racks back then yeah CD racks man and then we had these big speakers that we put up on poles oh man. And now you can do all that with a Bose setup that's battery powered. Yeah. Well, yeah. you'd you'd 
probably have to run a line out or something for your bass. Like yeah. if you're, you're DJ and you'd have to get get something. It had, some, it had a really good bass response, but not DJ not quality. What you need it was for more that. PA. Yeah, like it, it was just freaking loud, crazy. Uh, like I said, for vocals and a guitar, perfect. It would be perfect. Oh, it would be perfect. I just I that's all I could think. Like I have a crate amp that I bought. You know, just to do that kind of stuff with, and it's fine, but it's super heavy, and it's kind oh, of yeah. big and clunky, and you know, obviously, got to plug it in and all that kind of stuff. And to be able to have something you could just plop Portable. up on a pole and not even have to find up, you don't have to find a battery. Just uh-huh. I got my cords out, I plugged it in, I'm at the lake, done, ready to go. Like, uh, yeah, where were you? Where were you ten years? <laughs> yeah, I know, ago? right? Yeah. Uh, oh well. Well, I think that's it for today. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's been a random podcast. <laughs> Google hardware. Woo-hoo! Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Tim uh, Tim Ferriss podcast. He does this one with uh, what's his name, Justin Rose. Ah, oh, man, what is his name? He started Dig dot com. Rose, Justin Rose, Jason Rose. I think Justin Rose, the, the golfer. golfer. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. They do one. They call it the random show, and it's just kind of all over the place. I feel like, like I feel like that's kind of what was. we did. But uh, hope you enjoyed it nonetheless, and we appreciate you all tuning in. As always, we're gonna link everything that we can, uh, and if you were interested in these new Google products, uh, I think both of them that we've talked about today, like we said early on, you know, we're we're tinkering, and, and th- these products are are flexible enough that we're trying to figure out ways to do stuff and all this, but. At their core, both of these products are, are just knockouts. And if you're and interested in great, either of them. Like great values. Yeah, too. exactly. That's, the that's pricing the, is, is what's on so awesome. point. And if you're interested in this stuff, just just go pick it up and try it out. And let us know what you think. So, alrighty, I uh, think that's it for this week. We will catch you guys next time. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.